so mad. You must ain't got no man because you don't never smile. Do you? What do you want from me? Think you kind of fly. Shit. You can start with your phone number. Yo, ladies, gentlemen, that motherfucking racist pieces in between. Yo, this is your motherfucking boy. Yo, dick, dirty, spick, something like that shit. Motherfucker, it's so bopple again with another episode of the I'm Black, He's Mexican podcast. That AKA at IBHM podcast, which is also known as that AKA the Spick podcast but if you would know the acronym definition then you know this is a soap opera incognito podcast back to you again brought to you by fuckery current events and a need to have to communicate with the world that they may not give a fuck about me <laughs> yo this is being recorded on a day just before a, a supposed episode of the I'm Black, He's Mexican podcast is to be recorded. But because I know shit can just, you know, get off the rank with, you know, with good merit, especially since we at at the uh, cusp or pre-day of uh, Easter's, which uh, for any of you people who are not of some sort of uh, Christian dialect. Uh, this is the rising of Christ, where apparently God, the Almighty and uh, Omnipresent, uh, gave his one and only begotten Son and pretty much let him die for the fuckery in which he gave uh, over to mankind, uh, over to uh, his angels and uh, other descendants from the celestial spheres. Uh, people don't take too kindly to it, uh, but I will say, and this makes the most sense because whether or not you believe that there is a God, you know, it's always best to live, um, you know, hope or, you know, in the intention that there is a God because it would be better to, you know, live a life as if, you know, 
you know, you fear God than to, uh, you know, not, and then find out that, it, you know, he really is. But again, back to uh, what my old uh, comrade, uh, Zachariah, the atheist Gnostic, uh, who played a very big part in my life, uh, he always told me, hide the eggs, because Jesus is coming. All right, so that's, and you know what? One of the things that I always hated, and you can probably find a whole lot more of these sprinkled throughout the year, especially when, again, someone, and, 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 and okay, look, I know I'm the Bible thumper, okay? I get it. It's a heavy burden to have to even speak of such things. It just makes motherfuckers feel uncomfortable, and with good fucking reason, because where there's truth, there's light. And when you have some kind of, like, unkempt bush, you, you don't want the whole fucking world to see. So, okay. So, personal matters, again, kept best kept private. Not so much a thing to have to evangelize when no one wants to really hear the truth unless they need to hear it. Or, actually, everyone needs to hear it, but they won't want to unless they truly want to. But, again, besides all that shit, what I was trying to say is I got really upset or I get really upset when uh, I'm faced with traditions that we carry on to this day that came from so fucking long ago that we truly don't honor in, you know, in said way more than it becoming, again, a postmark holiday that we either look forward to to have a payday off on or I don't know, because no matter or I would hope anytime tradition follows that you know the deeper roots behind it. Now, again, a lot of religion based on and what's going on today as far as like what's commercially out there is stuff that we kind of had to make compromise on. So not only wanting to combine those uh, following a new tread of beliefs, whether, you know, you might call that the age of Aquarius or just the true, you know, coming to Jesus uh, and all that it entails and it's, um, you know, resurrection of, of sorts. Um, we had to mix a lot of one thing with some other shit so that we can all get on the same board and, you know, fucks with each other. Now, it's that very thing that, again, has trickled into this big money-making uh, marketing dollar push and and ultimately, I mean, because there's no real agenda in, in pushing on, pushing on uh, Christian affairs, uh, and unfortunately speaking, especially with, I mean, even with uh, Islam kind of being like the second most tied, like the powers that be would much rather abolish that uh, unless it's going to, you know, lose any sort of control. So, but again, I'm not trying to get into that deep, deep of conversation because, again, I, I want to uh, tread lightly, so to speak, and also not get too lost in the sauce of my thoughts, which I do get uh, stuck there within. So I, I thank you so much for your patience and actually listening. Um, but what I was trying to connect this to, again, it being uh, somewhat more of uh, interactual um, celebration for, you know, for the kids, you know, you want to give them baskets, you want them to, uh, for some fucking reason, look for eggs, I, I never really understood that, nor did I want to fucking really get into, uh, that whole aspect again, just hide the fucking eggs, because Jesus is coming, and I feel, as far as, like, my own mental escape, uh, to any time where I feel like I'm adulting, or just having to deal with reality, uh, in reality, you know, which I always want to be positive on, ain't always that. So, again, sometimes you got to take things with the shit and grin. Um, and I'm so sorry about having <laughs> to do Elvis. Okay. Easter. 
fun. You know, kids get baskets. A lot of times they get gifts. Some people treat it like Christmas because, uh, you know, they say that there's also some kind of misconception that it's not wasn't that Jesus had, you know, had risen this particular time. It could have been that he was technically actually born at this time since it would have been too weird for, for the wise men or the for the flockers of the uh, herds to actually be traveling around when they have, you know, shit to attend to because that being their busiest season. And this, I think, is a change of the fiscal year. I, 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 you know what? Y'all are going to have to do your Googles because the well is too motherfucking deep. Uh, for me to even scratch the surface on this podcast, but I uh, digress. And again, a lot of it, especially with, I mean, with any fucking holiday, they're selling you something. They're selling some toys. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It just, it's a. Uh, I get so mad about the consumerism part of it. It just makes me shit on the whole fucking thing. Uh, but the main point that I was trying to get to. Uh, Toys R Us. It's been closing. They not only were doing a few selective stores and then hit the full uh, marker to where they're going to close every fucking store. So, again, it's telling you, look, it's going down and it's 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 uh, it's coming down whole. And unfortunately, in that same breath, in that same sigh of um I guess worry for I don't know, worry for nostalgia, but just sadness from you know something of your childhood uh, dying um, along with it, which I'm pretty sure brought a fuckload of heartache. Even though I'm pretty sure he was far from uh, you know being a, a chairman, you know currently because this is just all a matter of business and shit sinking in the sea of uh, Amazon supremacy. But Charles Lazarus, who again combined the supermarket style service with touches of whimsy, apparently when creating uh, Toys R Us Incorporated retail stores, um, fighting, of course, debts and other you know fierce competitions that you know finally kind of uh, hit the sack, uh, so to speak, or the you know the grave six feet. I don't know how fuck else to say he died. Uh, which is just funny that, you know, we're in the week of Jesus, you know, he died, his name was Lazarus, I don't know if this motherfucker ever came back, uh, but I guess who spoke for him, though, similar to an angel, a Jew, I imagine, Michael uh, Goldstein, who apparently was a close friend and uh, the company's former chairman, had just kind of chimed in about, uh, or kind of gave some fun facts that I picked up about how uh, he had opened the first in back in 57 up in Maryland suburbs near his hometown of Washington. And then again, just figuring out how to, you know, add this, you know, counted prices with cookie cutter predictabilities. I mean, that's really what drove chains, I think. Uh, and especially for being a toy business um, that, again, was at first just like Christmas focused to being all year round. Again, that's what really I feel like took advantage and but also kind of created and upped this uh, kind of expectancy that we have uh, when we, you know, have these holidays, you know, just kind of the staple. I mean, the traditions, I mean, they, they, they don't go but leaving a mark. Uh, whether of regret or again uh, for uh, you know optimism because you can't wait for it to come around again like hoes and Halloween and the scandalous attire that they wear or whatever other significance the other month whatever you know whatever it, it kind of ties into um, 
but I, I felt like that's what really kind of, at least as far as like what he really put his dick into, um, and not only feeding the dick to the masses, uh, that desired it. So is that, you, you'll know, the stores like, let's say a Costco or like a, uh, I mean, just fans kind of, have, I mean, but big or, uh, type of uh, chains who again at seasonal times carry seasonal items and of course you know if they could sell you toys and you're desperate enough to I mean uh, to you know need a fucking Valentine's card you'll get the shits from motherfuckers with the truck on the side of the road you know I mean whatever it is where there's a need uh, and there's a demand motherfuckers can fill in the seats and I think when again really put this thing into the stratosphere it was just the fact that it was no longer just like a, you know, stylized boutique. It just you know it it, uh, you know, was there to cater for all the birthdays and all the things and this and that and the other. Uh, but you know, alas, it, uh, it it meant a big deal to me just because you know came from a broken home, so I was easily bought with uh, with items and of course uh, whether it. Because I don't think I was ever into like you know matchbox cars and uh, Hot Wheels and shit like that. But I'm, I'm I had millions of them, I'm sure, and whatever little fad that kind of came in and out, GI Joes would have used. Uh, but they was always there to fill you know a, a need. Even when video games became part of a thing, they were there to fucking you know hustle my daddy into a Sega, and you know get me going the routes that that I did. So again, it was a special heart, a special part in my heart. Um, especially since I would always try to fucking finesse my parents into, you know what I'm saying, getting me the latest and greatest and uh, even times to where I go, I don't know what we're there for, I disappear. Of course, I know where everything I need is or one is, I get to it. Uh, of course, not finally be able to find my parents, I wait for the bitch at the fucking, you know, front registers or make the make the announcement, you know, sir, or, you know, blah, blah, blah. we have your kid waiting at register. Blah, blah. Like, I was that fucker because, again, I figured, you know, if I get what I wanted, hopefully be too embarrassed to tell me no in front of all these motherfucking people. The shystiness that I now fear, you know, my babies are going to, you know, try to use manipulative, manipulative tactics on me me uh love forbid uh but yeah i was that kind of a little kid so again big part of my mother fucking heart uh in rfp to um charles lazarus all right so before i do my last little nipple tweak of uh, memories of yesteryear being you know tortured and burned right in front of our very eyes i do want to let it be known that we as a people as a community as a consumer market i uh, did this to toys r us and ultimately to charles lazarus who probably died from heartbreak that what he put his blood sweat and tears to fucking was ran into the ground we did choose by choosing to spend our dollars where we did uh, whether because we spend a hundred fucking dollars on a goddamn subscription service to guarantee that we have two-day you know delivery whenever the fuck we wanted as well as i don't know whatever kind of hulu twitch fucking promotion offer they got going on we chose amazon to get things sent to us directly and having to go having to interact with the motherfuckers having to deal with traffic it, it just it doesn't make much sense, again, for the things that we still initiate with and the very uh, selfishness that is us and in which we uh, invest into will eventually show itself, service itself to a point to where it'll be much easier to eliminate other things that, again, get in the way or that for some reason still have a fucking fly on the wall. Uh, yeah, we did this. I hope you're happy.
Yo, so another legend in the game of whatever the fuck is the sport. Um, someone who I, I actually held it in my heart a little bit. I guess not particularly this person, but I'm, I don't know if y'all remember Bozo the Clown. Well, the original performer, Frank Afric. Uh, I'm not sure if you say his name that way. He died at the age of 89. Now, the longtime Boston television personality and, again, children's entertainer, Frank Afric, uh, again, best known for his role in Bowls of the Clown, had died at the age of uh, 89. Now, uh, Avrak, who starred in the popular children's TV program from 59 to 70, was before my time. I didn't get into it until it was uh, run by Bob Bell. I know he did it for WGN. Uh, shouts out to Chicago, Chattel, you know, killing niggas on the daily. No reason, no regrets. Um, this dude, he just seemed like he had a heart of gold. And I feel like things were probably at its most honest. I mean, who knows if we would have social media or the investigative uh, know-how uh, that we have now or, you know, whatever age of transparency that we're in. Uh, it'd be so crazy to know, again, the deeper, dirtier secrets of a much more wild, wild west uh, back in that day. But I feel like we might have been more earnest, more honest. It, I don't think, uh, I mean, we've probably been corrupt since the, you know, the day of dawn of man. Uh, but, you know, I don't know. I would want to think that the motherfuckers are more wholesome. Uh, or, of course, I mean, you could be the, you know, glasses half empty type and want to know about the savagery that fucking happened. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure shit was savage. I mean, but again... <laughs> I digress. And just, again, if you're of that generation, he had to admit a big thing to you. I don't know at what point clowns stopped being cheerful and, and scary. We could probably blame it. Uh, I mean, and, and other, you know, tomfoolery, fuckery bullshits. Uh, but again, just shouts out to another person who, again, held, I'm pretty fucking sure, to high regard, a piece of childhood in uh, a lot of people's hearts, depending on, you know, whatever generation you might have, you know, experienced him in. Just how for my uh, Gen Xers and, and after, you know, your uh, contact with, uh, or memories of barney you know if there's if there's ever like a three-tier system of uh, anvils that have to drop for there to be an end of adolescence that motherfucker would probably be next but again he's not a creator or forerunner just merely a puppet or lack of a better word a nigga in a big ass suit again i say with full heart and love r.i.p yeah, but it, I guess it, in the theme of nostalgia, which definitely is a thing what gives Drake uh, a lot of hits, you know, digging in the crates, just something just old enough that we couldn't really remember, and then we hear it, and voila. Uh, but um, and I don't want to fucking hate on Drake so, so early in the show. Uh, Clarissa Explains It All is about to get a motherfucking reboot, and apparently it's starring Melissa Joan Hart, and it's... Uh, currently in works with Nickelodeon again, which is a big fucking surprise. Because <laughs> again, it's just it's just over twenty something years old. Uh, I don't know if you who are listening uh, were old enough to at least experience some of the reruns. 
of that show when it had its stint again early mid 90s uh maybe too grown up for its own good or maybe just perfectly uh simple uh, adolescent sort of you know shenanigans i i can't even remember just that some motherfucker would try to sneak into her room through stairs or some kind of ladder um, and it might have been the best friend that never got a hit I, I don't fucking remember exactly but the Viacom owned network is again in early talks with the actress and actually the, the original series creator Mitchell uh, Craigman for the revival and again right now the early discussion so they're just trying to you know I guess get a feel for it uh, but the reboot though again using its same former star to reprise a role as Clarissa Darling uh, only this time, I guess she'd play the mother of the family. Uh, so I guess I'm not too sure it's going to be like revamped. Not so much like Boy Meets World style. But the series creator, Mitchell Craigman, again, who's also in talks to return as well to write and executive produce, uh, says that um, I guess that she had run into, or I, I guess she want, wanted to be like runs with her mother. So TV producer Paula Hart, uh, again, who's, I don't know what significance she might have had, but Nintendo, I guess, declined to comment on the deals of, of you know, of each thing until they were going to be done. So, again, still uh, early, early uh I guess uh, in, in the mix, I'm not too sure exactly what pushes it through. What they're waiting for, like, because uh, there was rumors of a bunch of you know classics, uh, sort of speak that they kind of had under the belt for them to come. But I'm not too sure if that was kind of more of like the audience wishing for it. Because I know, and I don't remember if she was also in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I'm pretty sure that came afterwards, but I think that was an ABC owned thing. But when the fact that they're bringing that shit back again, uh, it brings up a lot of feels. Uh, for you know for however it is that you saw shit um, back in the day and I'm not too sure because they, they I mean especially early early mid 90s they really ran the fuck out of the uh, breaking the fourth wall gag most primarily like I think of like Wayne's World you know they're talking to the camera you know you're they're you know breaking the fourth wall I don't gotta fucking explain it to you I could do your Googles if you don't understand uh, so I'm not too sure if it's if we're gonna get that kind of wave of things again uh, we are just long ago enough that 90s are retro and again shouts out to fucking Drake for picking them classic R&B cuts that you know what I'm saying definitely make it make him more and more richer uh, but yeah, I thought that shit was motherfucking fascinating. And one thing that actually tripped me out in the same uh, realm of stardom, uh, you can't and you can't think of like teeny bop stardom more than when you think like a Disney star. And I didn't know this bitch was considered a Disney star, but Allison Stoner, who I knew from being the little Missy Elliott fucking backup dancer, to then I think she got into like Step Up. Uh, and I'm not too sure what other shits that were like dance related at the time, but apparently she fucking sings now. Uh, it tripped me the fuck out. But of course, just like any fucking star, especially when they're forced to kind of portray a certain thing. And I'm pretty sure probably diddled by fucking dirty ass executives. Um, Allison Stoner shared that, uh, her experience against of falling in love with a woman in a real like emotional essay that she put up in, uh, I'm not sure they put up of her or she wrote part of team in teen Vogue. Uh, but it's just they she's been about how she embraced her sexual identity and it's just about I guess, you know, struggles that she had to kinda of come out to to be able to, you know, admit this kind of things because anytime you are breaking the norm it's this is one thing, but it's so funny because ever since I seen her younger, I always thought of her like as some little dykey girl. You know, it, it she might have played off as tomboy, but again, 
don't ignore, you know, subtle signs. But she became a very motherfucking beautiful woman. And I've always had a crush on her growing up, uh, which I'm not too sure how far apart we are in age. No, no pedo, you know, but, um, you know, she, you look at her now, and she just, she's really fucking matured. She can actually sing. And I hope and I encourage that um, she is able to live happily now that she's out of it. I mean, I'm not too sure at what point you just need to make a public statement of things. I, I never followed her on social media, so I really, you know, couldn't tell you exactly how she uh, deals with the day by days and, you know, paparazzi leaks and what have you. But she is on IGs at Allison Stoner, A L Y S O N S T. O-N-E-R, and whether or not she likes the ganja or not, I guess that'd be a good question to motherfucking ask her. I'd love to have her on an episode of the Soap Opera Sessions, you know? Um, but I'm not sure how that would work. So for all my peoples out there, you know what I'm saying, in the Twitter spheres, let, let a bitch know. Or at the very least, give congratulations and well wishes. Yo, you know what? I should have mentioned this earlier when I was talking about the reboot that Nickelodeon had going on. I didn't know that the new Roseanne show was already out. Or not the new Roseanne show, but the reboot of the show. I don't, actually, you know, I don't know if it's a reboot or if it's just a motherfucking continuation of the same old shit from before. It's just that it, I guess that it wasn't a fucking dream. I, I, I don't know what it is, but uh, they're and actually they just announced that they're going to go for a second season. Uh, but in, in the same breath, though, one thing that kind of tripped me out because I'm pretty sure this motherfucker talked shit about the bitch before. Uh, Roseanne Barr actually offered some words of praise for our dear old president, commander, celebrity-in-chief uh, Trump on Twitter. And was, she was claiming that he has freed so many children held in bondage to pimps all over the world. And I don't know if that was just her way of kind of trolling, but she says President Trump has freed so many children held in bondage to pimps all over the world. Hundreds each month. He has broken up trafficking rings in high places everywhere. Notice that I disagree on some things, but give him benefit of the doubt for now. And I was like, huh, what's that fucking about? But apparently the comments appeared to be related to an article that she had shared from uh, some publication that discussed her show and how its relations to Trump. And she said, the writer is so gracious to me, but um, I do like the president, apparently. So, again, I don't know if that was... Uh, I don't know what, what she was trying to convey with that, but Barr's comments, though, follow a proclamation issued by the White House uh, declaring that April's National Sexual Assault Awareness and Prevention Month. So, again, I'm not sure this is just fucking spiel and good old... Um, uh, promotion, especially since it's social, so media, you know, you're probably going to ingest it better than you would fucking hear from a news announcement. Uh, but I guess, I don't know, it, it, and you, again, you'd have to do your Googles to actually look into this more, and you would hope that out of all the fuckery that has been going on, and I'm pretty sure money's markets uh, that are turning, and I mean, I would think too that a man of realty, someone who's invested into shit, would probably see the benefit of trafficking and how it is all fucking profit. Um, again, I wouldn't want to think negatively to to, to want to believe that you know that they would do such things. But I mean, it's just you know, money's too good sometimes, and that's one of the things that you know why you always get the kind of creeps from like a car salesman, especially a sleazy one, where you can just you know feel them kind of 
you know, prowl on you and, you know, try to hit you with the wind wham when, you know, again, you rather just order the motherfucker from the internet and just have it delivered. But, you know, you got to deal with uh, some face-to-face interactions. And it just, and it, and it tripped me out because um, if it wasn't Roseanne, you know what? You know, I take it back. I think Trump was talking shit about Rosie O'Donnell. Same, you know, heavy set white bitch that looks like she fucking likes to eat pussy. I, I, you know, no offense to either one of them, you know. Kutra? Uh, All right, so we definitely cannot go an episode with that, being able to discuss again the uh, celebrity chief, Mr. Donald Trump. And I'm pretty sure y'all heard about all these kind of scandals that have been going on, these women that have been coming out from your Stormy Daniels to some other political bitch to uh, someone named Karen McDouglas who apparently was a former playmate and she had this this interview with Anderson Cooper that just seems so like fake. I mean which I mean a lot of these things are fucking fluff pieces, so you know, you know it's someone after, you know, the limelight and whatever social injustices that they feel that had been caused. Um, but what was funny is that she she admits to being intimate with him. She admits to having, like, this 10-month uh, affair where they saw each other frequently. Uh, but the part that shipped me out, I guess the first time that they had hooked up, which I'm not too sure what she did it for, why she did it, whether it was on some Illuminati, you got to give up the pussy shit, this, this nigga's a man in power, he's going da 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 connect a certain dot. I mean, I can't begin to think where... Or how it could have started, especially since he's asked, he asked her if, you know, she saw him, uh, you know, being sexually attractive, um, which again, you know, and it's not uncommon for women to do some gold digging, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, be, you know what I'm saying, uh, lured by the power, unless he just has some kind of animal magnetism that, you know, breeds sexuality. I, I don't fucking know because she said she didn't find him attractive. Yet, for some reason, seemed to be offended when he attempted to hand her money for, you know, the fucking. Which, again, she's a playmate. She gets paid to show her tits and her, you know, hoo-ha. I'd imagine that motherfuckers, you know, must pay to fuck as well. I mean, it, it only makes fucking sense. Like, they just, they, that would, I would imagine that if you're doing porn, that's your income. That's your, that's your gateway. That's your niche. Hey, you know, that's what you do. So, I mean, again, I, I, but I don't doubt that she would have felt shitty about the motherfucker, you know, trying to hand money into her hand. I'm not sure if they tried to do a drug deal style where he had to fucking, you know, wild and try to give her dap. I, I don't fucking know. They haven't really released the details into that. They're saying that there's going to be a National Enquirer story on this, which you can, can maybe already tell you. Uh, the depressive peaks that this thing has taken, or they're just waiting for some kind of like thing to expire. Again, y'all could do you Googles to look more into it. Uh, but I laughed that again, she was ch- chosen to be intimate and yet again was offended when you know they could try to fucking tip for the pussy. And uh, that um, was pretty goddamn contradicting. But I guess in in the I guess in the spirit of all the scandal of Trump, one another thing that kind of had uh, geeked me up because I totally forgot this bitch ever existed, and I was a fan of, of the group. Uh, but I don't know if y'all remember Audrey O'Day. I think that's how you say her name, Audrey O'Day or Obey or some shit like that. She was, uh, I guess you could say, the leader or uh, the most prominent face of Danity Kane, which was the product of P. Diddy's Making the Band Season 3. 
I believe. And I remember the little Latina. They had the black bitch named Dawn. Uh, some, I think another white bitch. And then Aubrey. So two whites, a Latina and a black. Sounds like a balance, you know what I'm saying? Way to uh, attack every market. And uh, apparently she was on the fifth season of uh, The Apprentice. And I guess that's, that's where she met uh, Trump Jr., and I guess, they, you know, obviously they met, they hooked up, they were fucking around. She recently made some kind of video of, you know, I guess her exposing the truth of their uh, relationship. But apparently it got so fucking deep or, you know, Donald Trump Jr. getting so lost in the sauce, he supposedly wrote a letter saying that he was going to leave his wife of motherfucking 12 years for this bitch. Uh, and I, I mean, not to say that you wouldn't want to trust someone's track record because it's you know been publicized, but I mean, from being on Diddy's dick, I believe, before or after, um, what was the little chinky's name? Cassie. Um, she then was like on Polly Shore's dick for a good little while. Not Polly Shore. I'm, I'm thinking Jersey Shore, but DJ Polly D, that motherfucker. And, um, again, but she made it up to the reality realms. And I didn't know she was on more reality TV after that, but apparently she's been doing some things. Anyways, um, he was in a lever. He had some kind of letter. And I'm not too sure if that was what broke the, you know, camel's back with the fucking straws and shit. Uh, but the, his wife, Donald Trump Jr.'s wife, actually, Vanessa, some shit, she had actually filed for divorce again after 12 years. And not only, you know, blaming you know affairs and things of that nature but also like lawyering up which of course you know bitch would do um but she's like getting a criminal lawyer and you know there's there are people who are contemplating that because of the um uh, allegations from his meetings with uh his unknown fucking russian supposedly or not supposed that they're russian but supposedly not knowing uh that you know all the shit that he's kind of getting into uh, she's trying to protect some of these asses. So just in case they go down, which I didn't even consider that being a thing because I figured they had enough money to be able to pay their way out of it. But, I mean, they will, you know, depending on, you know, how, how far how far from grace you fall, I mean, you never know what they could take away. Uh, anyways, but she's learning with criminal investigation lawyers again, try to protect for herself and the kids because I'm pretty sure they're going to, you know, leave uh, well in hand. And uh, this just couldn't have come at a at a shittier time. And I think I, the day that they, it was announced, I think like he had tweeted like a picture with his daughter or talking about how you know it's very important. And yeah, those things are. And I'm not too sure if it's a matter of uh, you know appreciating it once it's gone. Uh, but that, as embarrassing as it would be for them, hopefully is a lesson for us to kind of. Uh, stick to our P's and Q's. Fuck you, Trumps. No, it's it's speaking of fuck you's, I, I definitely got to give one back uh, to my people from the Jersey Shore, uh, both because DJ Polly D was piping down uh, Audrey O'Day, uh, but also, I guess, in, in re re relevance um, or current events, whatever the fuck y'all motherfuckers know what I'm saying, there's going to be a reboot of the motherfucking Jersey Shore again, or this might just be like another fucking reunion special. Uh, but one of the things that fucks me up, again, both in relation to Jersey Shore, but also uh, to some charges doing with some money, funny business, uh, Mike, the situation, and his brother Mark were uh, initially indicated or indicted um, in September 2014 for tax offenses, 
income promising to defraud the United States uh, for allegedly failing to uh, properly pay taxes on 88.9 million in income from 2010 to 12. And 2017, uh, so pretty much like April last year, uh, both men were again uh, indicted on additional charges, including tax evasion, structuring, and falsifying records. And initially, they pled uh, not guilty to the charges, but then the brothers started spilling beans, and uh, the situation is going to be in a different situation versus the United States. And what's so funny, uh, the OJ meatball herself, uh, Schnooky, uh, said they're back, bitches. Again, in the you know, letting you know about the reboot. Uh, but she went fucking hard talking shit about um, the situation, saying that that uh, prison's no joke and it's scary and that he's literally not going to survive. So I'm not too sure if she's sure he's about to get butt fucked. Uh, but she gave no fucks, and I'm pretty fucking sure. You know, I mean, there's there has to be some fucking hatred from it. And I laughed because there's a. Uh, uh, Ronnie was probably one of my favorite guys on there. Definitely, probably like one of the bigger meatheads, but definitely had a you know heart of gold, unlike the sweetheart of the show. Um, but I laugh because he said uh, he's like we're older, uh, but I don't think many of us are wiser. So I'm like I'm almost like interested and kind of curious about how the fucking show's gonna go. Uh, but yeah, I had to make sure y'all knew about that in case y'all motherfuckers did it. Mm. Yo, but I'm going to be real. I I can't stand New Jersey, even though, you know, I've wanted to live in the Garden State because of Zach Braff on some white boy shit. Um, I definitely, you know, and and, and I know I was in the verse, he's a fucking stan for Joe Budden, but fuck him. Uh, I can't stand not only the the guido-ness of New Jersey, like for some fucking reason, I get mad fucking calls for supposed employment opportunities from like niggas that sound like they're from Pakistan, which no offense if you're from the Middle East, but why the fuck are you calling me with the supposed job opportunity that either makes me wonder and fear that these motherfuckers, the company you represent, outsources like a motherfucker, but also it just it, it isn't the most friendly to try to lure you in. It just seems more thought provoking and maybe it's to keep, you know, racist folks like myself away from said places. I, I don't know exactly, but fuck New Jersey, uh, fuck Miami, where, you know, they're going to be filming the, the vacation of uh, the Jersey Shore uh, because, you know, you know, Florida's fucked and, and, and RIP to the people who had uh, six, I think, that had died, like, in the bridge collapse. Like, a lot of shit just goes on. Uh, but again, fuck Florida and uh, fuck Michigan uh, because I guess this the, the Detroit um, publication through Fox and mentioned that Michigan officials have shuttered, uh, shattered, shuttered, closed 40 medical marijuana businesses across the state. And that's some fuckery because although they're probably trying to dip in the fucking well, man, it's shit's needed, yo. And anyways, Detroit Free Press had reported the state's Department of Licensing and Regulatory Affairs started the process of closing down facilities that are operating illegally and that haven't submitted applications for a license. Now, that's a big fucking no-no. Any fucking place I've seen through Leafly uh, or the Weedly app, you know, they're proud to say that they've gone through legislation and they've put in the money necessary to be able to slang near ass because that's ultimately all it fucking is. And uh, hundreds more businesses, of course, are expected 
to receive cease and desist letters in the coming days. An department spokesperson um, had advised the letter um, is, I guess, to re is. Um, it's saying that those who refuse to shut down risk being unable to receive a license in the future and, again, could face penalties and other uh, sanctions. Uh, but apparently Michigan voters passed a medical marijuana law since back in 08. So good old Obama days. Like shit was pop popping and moving. And it allowed caregivers to grow a small amount of plants for patients and medical marijuana cards. And the latest later passed bills in 2016 to regulate and tax the thing because of course that's the whole fucking point that's what we want that's how we gonna do it so i don't know why the fuck that you would go through such shysty uh, avenues if it's already a business that's you're not gonna want to fuck with especially in the fe federal you know outlook so i don't know what the fuck these motherfuckers are thinking thinking that they can cut these goddamn corners because i know at least from what i notice and i have a bit of a connect uh, not really, just he fucking works for one of the dispensers, so he kind of knows, he's explained to me how a bit of the business is working, how they pay their employees, and a lot of the times, it's like through a firm agency, uh, and a, a lot of the times, it's not going to tell you the name of the business other than it's for the firm, so again, you work for the firm, the firm can have a bunch of different fucking money holes and plots and things of nature, satellites, what have you, um, but again, it's, I mean, ultimately, if you play by the book, play by the rules, then you won't have to have a book thrown out at you. So I don't know, I'm interested to see where that goes. Um, I really did wish that um, we could do things on, a, on an easier uh, aspect, especially uh, since I wanted to like, well, I won't tell my personal business, but you know, I, it makes travel a bit shitty if I gotta, you know, if I can have one thing in one place, I can't have it in the other. It's like, come on now, really, really? Do we need to be so picky? Right, some shit just doesn't make sense to me. So what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna, because I'm gonna, I'm gonna wrap this motherfucker up. I'm gonna hit you with some fun WTF facts uh, to clear the cobwebs of Ukrainium. Uh, so just you know, what I'm saying, just not know what the fuck to call this a uh, fire round or some shit. But uh, when Daniel Craig ran off with his current wife Rachel Wise. His then fiance ran up a million dollars in charges on his credit cards as revenge. Motherfucker should have saw it coming. A woman who once tried to use a fake one million dollar bill to buy about sixteen hundred dollars of groceries at a Walmart legitly expected to get nine ninety eight with three twenty five back in change. Now, every December 25th in a town in Peru, uh, it uh, is Takunke Day. And on this day, men and women and children settle grudges from the past year with fistfights. And they all go drinking and they move the fuck on. Now, they say that a pack of cigarettes is projected to cost $40 in Australia by the year 2020. That's definitely fucking crack prices, and I, without any doubt, believe there's going to be a legion of whores sucking dick for a pack of fucking cigarettes. Fuck that, Lord willing. Uh, Abraham Lincoln, who could not tell a lie, once famously claimed, women are the only things that cannot hurt me that I am afraid of. Now, uh, Al Capone, who made around $105 million a year in the 20s, or roughly, I guess, what you could consider $1.4 in today's dollar. Now, 
uh, an adopted man in Michigan, remember, fuck Michigan, searched for his birth mother for four years before realizing he was working alongside her at his local Lowe's. Good Lord Almighty. Bob Marley was considered a white man in his native Jamaica due to his father being British. This caused him to suffer harsh racism and discrimination growing up. Ain't that about a bitch? Now they say, uh, speaking of what bitches love, cocaine would only cost $700 a kilogram to produce, but again, sales for $100 a gram. That uh, just sounds like money. I don't, I don't know what it means. Uh, director Richard Donner, who was so uncomfortable filming the famous truffle shuffle scene in The Goonies that he had brought a gym membership for Chunk, Jeff Cohen. Uh, and Cohen would go on to be captain of his high school football and wrestling teams. Shouts out to that. Uh, due to the detected gravitational effects, scientists believe there is a ninth planet in our solar system, and like, apparently Pluto doesn't count as one. I don't know when the fuck this happened, uh, but that is a ten times larger than Earth. Uh, but they have been unable to locate it, so I don't know how the fuck that makes any sense. Now they say that if you fall asleep on a Tarantino movie set. Tarantino, as in Quentin Tarantino movie set, they take a picture of you with a three-foot dildo named Big Jerry. It's funny because I always made up stories about one named Black Thunder. In 1993, William Brennan walked out of a Stardust casino in Vegas with $500,000 in chips and cash and hasn't been seen or heard of since. Many chalked this up to being the most successful um, casino robbery in history. Or, you know, the, the mob got him and he was six feet under. That's just a lot of loot, though, not to ever be heard of again. That's not that. That's not enough of that, you know? I just don't think so. Who the fuck knows? I'm a humble man. In 2010, a Canadian man rescued a baby from a dumpster only to find out later that the child was his. How the fuck? Does that happen? But, I mean, he was probably putting his dick where it shouldn't have fit. Now, they say that it's estimated that in one in four Alabamans are functionally illiterate. So they are unable to read beyond a basic level. God bless them. Silicon Valley has a Nikola Tesla statue, and it actually radiates free Wi-Fi. That is what's up. Studies have actually shown that people don't normally listen to the smartest person in the room. They listen to whomever acts as if they know what's right. Shouts out to Trump's agenda. Now, they said the eruption of the Krautakotau was Krautakotau. K-R-A-K-A-T-O-A. Y'all can do your Googles. It was so fucking loud that it was heard over 3,000 miles away. And that's the equivalent of hearing a sound in Ireland while standing in Boston. Think about that. Uh, they say that the USA may have adopted the metric system if French scientist Joseph Dombey uh, hadn't been kidnapped by pirates on his way to convince Thomas Jefferson of the change. Goddamn Somalis. Now, they say that when 24-7, 365 restaurant, Denny's decided to close for Christmas back in 1988, they realized that many other stores didn't have locks. 
700 of the 1,221 locations had to have locks installed. The fuckery. Now, not to, that I want to incriminate myself because, uh, you know, thoughts and actions are two different things, and they should never correlate to being one on some minority report shit. Uh, but, man, I just could think of all the shiesty shit I would have done had I known that motherfuckers didn't think to, you know, do what they should have done. I mean... I don't, I don't know. I can't explain what business would have thought. But I'm going to wrap this motherfucker up. So I want to thank y'all so much. And I know this is a real short episode, but I want to thank you so much. If you have continued to listen to this entire motherfucking thing uh, and stuck with me, both whether laughing or crying or, you know, yelling, uh, whatever sort of thing that you do, just remember that you can always at me online on whatever your social media is. At So Bapple again, that's S O U L P A P O. And again, on most things, motherfucker just got Xbox Live uh, for his Xbox. So if you want to reach me there, it's actually at the So Bapple. But if you're on PlayStation, just So Bapple is fine. I just, I had started an account again and uh, don't fucking remember what email I used. Matter of fact, I had fucking uh, brought up Twitter. On my phone and it was such a fucking lengthy process just to figure out that I had no idea I had a Yahoo account. So wouldn't you fucking know? It just anyways, uh big old ordeals. If ever you want to get at me, you could do it on there or at Sopapo your email choice preference more likely I got it more likely now that I got another phone I can uh, respond but of course if you ever want to be a motherfucking producer of the show by all means you can always go to www.patreon.com slash again that's s-o-u-l-p-a-p-o I hope to hear from y'all and y'all will definitely be hearing from me soon yet again in a future episode of the I'm Black He's Mexican podcast with my boy Arizona verse I am sure of it if not um, I'm pretty sure another soap opera sessions will come out and y'all will find that motherfucker enlightening if you can fucking hear it I, I can't explain why the fuck the levels were so low and so off but I was using a hand recorder so you know what that's the motherfucking excuse this time I with my mic so I ain't got too much to say other than God bless y'all and I came You know you was trifling. R.I.P. Maya Angelou.